Ron DeSantis recently said in an interview that he was willing to drone strike the cartels in Mexico. Um, we're going to talk about exactly everything that, that goes on with that statement, all the implications that are involved around this potential address that he's making today on the left wing. My name is Desmond Price of the Independent Thought Podcast, joined by my co-host, Dr. Erica of Cocktails and Capitalism, my other co-host, TJ Whitehead from Powers Taken, Not Given, and our newest guest today, CJ from Vanguardian. Ron DeSantis, he legitimately said he is completely open to sending drone strikes into the sovereign country of Mexico, which violates international law, but that's no big deal, uh, to go <laughs> after the cartels in, in Mexico. And not only that, but he doubled down on it after he was asked it again in an interview. And we have a clip of that right here. Did you say you'd use drones on the Mexican drug cartels? I said drones? I would use whatever force we need to to defend the country. Um, you know, they're killing tens of thousands of Americans right now. They're trafficking people into this country. They're abusing people, uh, sexual abuse. It's really the worst of humanity. Uh, I, would, I would categorize them as something akin to a foreign terrorist organization. I think that that's what they've proven to be. The Mexican government is not doing what they need to do to, to help with this. But we said from day one on our border announcement, we'd be willing to lean in against them and we reserve the right to defend the country. On top of that, last night in the debate, Ron DeSantis was asked a similar question to which he more or less doubled down on it again when he said that he would send troops to the border to kill fentanyl dealers and that he was willing to send troops into Mexico to kill the cartels with or without the Mexican government's permission. So we we really need to talk about this. But before we get into everything that comes along with the statements that DeSantis just made, I want to do a very uncomfortable thing for myself. I'm going to attempt to steel man the position here of Ron DeSantis and the Republican Party because it wasn't just him who took this position last night of potentially sending troops into Mexico. So from the perspective of the Republican Party, they were specifically talking about the fentanyl crisis and blaming it on the cartels, saying that there are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people dying in America because of the fentanyl crisis that is coming through this country because of the drug cartels. You will also note that when you talk about, you know, Title 42, for instance, you know, keeping people uh, in Mexico because there were so many people coming to America, you know, people are coming here for economic opportunity, but there is also the fact that a lot of people say they're coming to America because they are fleeing the violence that is happening in their countries, Central America and South America, primarily taking on the form from the drug cartels. And there is this recent poll here from the Hill. I'm going to put this up on the screen where it says eight in 10 New Yorkers say migrant surge is a serious problem. So even in one of the most liberal cities in America, in New York City, they are saying that it's been a very big problem having all of these migrants showing up in their cities. And I'm sure from the Republican point of view, we are spending tens of millions of dollars on war in Ukraine, tens of millions, excuse me, that's a joke, tens of billions of dollars <laughs> of war, of money on war in Ukraine. So if we're spending money on war anyway, why not spend it in a place that, let's be fair, this is a subject that Republicans talk about all the time, the border, the border, the border. This is an animating subject for them. So Maybe DeSantis and other Republicans feel like they have a strong position here to say that they can go into Mexico and kill the cartels. Question I have, I'm going to open up to you first, CJ. I'm sorry, not CJ, TJ. 
you know, both of you guys are on the show yeah. today. Come on. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Question I have yeah. for you, question I have for you, TJ, is does it make sense to say that you're gonna go into Mexico and take out the cartels? Uh no, it doesn't. And uh I think that while the American people would uh, say that, you know, they have a lot of fear, whether justified or unjustified of, uh, you know, danger coming from migrants or from, you know, drug cartels. One thing that the American people don't have an appetite for is another war, another conflict uh, with Mexico or whoever else. Uh we're not even actually fighting Ukraine. Like, there's no actual U.S. military presence there. Well, not active there. And people still don't like it. Even people who are, you know, nominally on the left or on or liberals on Biden's side aren't thrilled about the whole Ukraine thing. So, sure, we could, uh, you know, drone strike a few uh, cartel locations, but I don't think the American people would be really happy about that. I can't imagine that that be getting a lot of support. Um, also. With this, this, it wouldn't be out of character for us to do something like that. Like it sounds no. crazy that he says it, but we do this all the time. Uh, yeah. Think about when we, uh, who was the last like terrorist we killed? Was it uh, Zawahiri? Al Baghdadi. Uh, yeah. uh, but a couple couple years ago, we sent yeah, a drone. Yeah, and and this is this is this is like this is a banality. It's commonplace procedure for the United States to yeah. just send drones into sovereign nations and light people up. And it's something that we couldn't imagine anyone doing, you know, uh, on our soil. Like say, yeah. say the uh, Iranian government declared Mike Pompeo a war criminal <laughs> and just sent a drone over and just blew him to pieces. Like we would not be cool with that. We would immediately, you know, take action. And so it's, I don't think it's a serious proposal. It's just, it's bombastic. It's kind of a, you ever tell a joke at a party and the joke falls completely flat. But then five minutes later, someone tells the exact same joke and the whole crowd erupts. Everyone thinks it's hilarious. The same thing's happening in reverse with Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis is that Trump says something insane. And the, the Republicans will do one of two things. They'll say, oh, that's just Trump being Trump. And they'll laugh at his charisma. Or they'll say, hey, that insane thing you said, that might be a good idea because he has the presence to kind of, you know, push this forward. But when DeSantis says something insane, people are like, oh, okay. Like, what's 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 your what's your problem, buddy? Like, it, it just doesn't go over quite quite all that well. So, yeah, yeah. I don't think that there's going to be a lot of, uh, there's going to be no upswell support. Uh, I mean, there's obviously there's easier ways to take care of the drug problem, you know, uh, you know, legalization, uh, obviously. <laughs> and it's insane, right? And it also bothers me uh, that the United States, uh, like you said, the people, uh are worried about, you know, the instability caused in Central America or South America and that the problems that the, the migrants bring here is that we spent the last 200 years destabilizing uh, Central and South America, doing everything we can to ruin these nations. Then when their governments fall apart and crime takes over and cartels start running everything and their people try to flee to us, our response is, no, you guys are too dangerous. Sorry, we can't have you here. It's just, it's 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 really upsetting to see stuff like that. But of course your average person doesn't know that, but that's my response to it. I think that it's a, a bombastic statement uh, that he's using in the beginning of a primary to try to you know bolster his, uh, his popularity, but it's not gonna be taken seriously and it's not gonna go anywhere. Hopefully it won't be taken seriously or go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't really put it past the U.S. to go there. Um, we've 
We've used drone strikes in Pakistan, Yemen, Somalia, Afghanistan, and Libya. We have killed countless yeah. people, including civilians, with drone strikes. Um, these are wars that have not been like approved by Congress. They're illegal, basically. We're invading a country and and you know violating international laws when we do that. But we we can get away with it because we're fucking America. Yeah. We are the international world police and you know American exceptionalism and all of that. So we can do these very incredibly illegal and racist things killing people in other people's countries you know what something that we would take as a total act of war if they were to do it here and that would be you know the point at which we fucking bomb them to smithereens you know that country yeah. so um this is just the the hypocrisy of american exceptionalism that like he is now embodying in such a um weak way really because yeah. <laughs> uh, he you know with his nasally dorky voice talking about these things you know <laughs> um but yeah i mean i hopefully his this message is not going to be heard and repeated and taken by up by someone like trump or you know someone else who would end up actually being in power and can enact these things yeah cj what are your thoughts on this yeah, I feel like there's this Republican race to the bottom to see who can say the most horrific shit and get away with it. Um, and I, I think this also connects to the the blurred lines between uh, police in this country and the military. Because um, someone asked him like how he would tell like which migrants were trying to smuggle drugs and which ones aren't. Oh my God. Uh, he said, oh, the same way that a police officer would know, which I don't know if y'all are aware, but the police do not have an amazing track record uh, with something like that. And he also compared it to uh, the war in Iraq, um, which again, it, it feels kind of like trashing somebody's house and then complaining when they want to crash at yours. Like, yeah. uh, like it's like what you said, TJ, just destroying a lot of the stability in these countries and then being surprised um, when they're trying to find a way out of that, however they're able to do that. Um, yeah, just kind of a horrifying situation. It, it really is. And I mean, I feel a little different than in you, TJ. I don't think this is something that's just bombastic. I, you know, I, I'm looking at the at the bigger picture here. I mean, we know who Lockheed Martin are and Raytheon mm -hmm. are, and they only understand one concept, and that concept is more. And the popularity of the invasion of Ukraine is dropping off a cliff, and they need yep. their profits. So I see this as them essentially kind of floats the next invasion because mm -hmm. they got to keep the war machine going. I mean, when, when you see... So many of these people, and this actually, when I, I said this uh, on Instagram last night, that I almost didn't agree with everything that Vivek Ramaswamy has said. I thought it was nice of him to call out the fact that everyone on stage was trying to like angle for uh, a position on Lockheed Martin and Raytheon, because essentially that's, that is what we're hearing. I mean, we are talking about when you see enough people do this again and again and again and again, they're trying to float it to normalize it before it eventually happens. That, that That's what I think is happening right now. I, I would not be surprised at all if this was something that was really kind of a top priority for the next Republican president. And I think it's important for us to have this conversation now because so that we can kind of get out in front of it before it ever really becomes normalized. I mean, 
I tried to steal me in this conversation earlier and I want to say it made me uncomfortable, but truthfully, <laughs> the one thing that I do want to point out, because yes, TJ, you're right, legalization. That's how we deal with this. The cartels, if we're talking about going after the cartels, and I don't want to sit here and make them sound like they shouldn't be dealt with in some way or form, but like the countries that they're in should be taking care of this issue. We shouldn't be going in, as an imperialistic force into another country doing what we've always done. If we want to curb some of their power here in America, we can do that by legalizing drugs. That's how they make their money. If we legalize drugs here, if we're regulating them here, if we are, I guess maybe we could tax them to pay for education that the Republicans want to get rid of. I mean, we could do all those things here in America and kind of help the cartel, help squash the cartels that way. But also, this needs to be said because there's too many people out there that still have this rosy opinion of the Barack Obama administration. Under his watch and under the Trump administration's watch, more civilians were killed by drone strikes than the intended targets. In fact, it was 90% more. Oh my and so God, to, I didn't know it was that much. To oh. sit there and to say that it's okay to drone strike, I think at all. It, it's just, honestly, we have no track record to say that it's an effective form of anything other than terrorism. And, and so when, when I heard this, it, it just, it kind of scares me because it makes me think to myself and just like, if, if you're worried about the, if you legitimately are worried about the, the crisis at the border, to which to a degree, there really, there really is one. If you're worried about that, you, you're not going to do anything other than destabilize our neighbor that has over a hundred million people in it. Where, where do you think they're going to go? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the political benefit of the drone strikes is that no U.S. troops get killed. That's that's what that's why they get the bolster is. Oh, look, we we got all this accomplished and we didn't lose any of our boys. That that's it. Other than that, yeah, it's like we took out terrorist X and nine of his kids. Or or even uh when we were leaving uh Afghanistan and we had that attack from ISIS K and uh which I had never heard of until that point. And I've I've been to the Middle East, so I, I'd never heard of ISIS K, but yeah. uh we sent a drone strike to take care of the people who did it and we killed the dad and like uh yeah that you was know terrible. his children and everything. It was awful. Yeah, that's just that. that's the drone strike program for you. Like it's a lot of times not a success, but even when it is a success, like Desmond mentioned, it's a, a lot of collateral damage, which is just you know a euphemism for killing innocent people. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, so many people argue for using drone strikes as kind of a precision method of getting your objective done, your military objective done without having to kill massive amounts of people. But really what we're talking about here really shows that that is kind of a, a faulty way of thinking about these things because yes. they are not precise at all. 90% <laughs> civilian casualties. That yeah. is unacceptable. Totally fucking unacceptable.